I would like to invite any young people here today to come sit with me or young at heart. Um, we're going to have a little talk about the gospel. And I'm going to stand here and some kids come up. Come on. I need you all. Especially if you're wearing a uniform, because that's very cool. <laughs> Love the scouts. Anyone else? Come on up, Liv. Charlie. Come on. All right. We'll start with this group. Maybe more will join us. We've got Haley. Young at heart, right? All right. So today in the story that Travis just read to us, it's kind of a crazy story, isn't it? Did you listen to that story? Let me, we'll recap it a little bit. So Jesus goes out for a walk with three of his buddies, Peter, James, and John, and they start walking up a mountain. And they get to the top of the mountain, and the guys notice that Jesus is glowing, like he's radiating light. Not normal, right? And I, I joke, it's not like he was just... Um, you know, a little sweat on his brow from hiking up the mountain. He was radiating. And his robes were so white, they were blinding. You could almost not look at him, right? So something wild is going on here. Then they notice that two men walk up and begin talking with Jesus. Very intense conversation, Right? And the guys notice, and they know instantly that this is Moses and Elijah, which is also kind of crazy because Moses and Elijah lived thousands of years before Jesus was born. So again, what's going on here? And what do we think Moses and Elijah were talking with Jesus about? Any idea? Do you know who my, Moses and Elijah are? Do you? Who's Moses? Yep, yep. A lot of us know Moses. So Moses, God came to Moses and said, Moses, I need you to go to Israel, I mean, into Egypt and lead my people out of slavery to the promised land, right? And, and so they start walking and walking. And they walked for a long time. Do you know how long they walked? Any ideas? Any guesses? A week? Longer than that. How long? A month? Longer than that. A year. A year? Longer than that. Do you know how long they walked? 40 years. Very good. 40 years they walked. And all sorts of adventures happened. You know, they, at one point, you'll remember some of these stories. At one point, <clears throat> they're walking and all of a sudden they get, <clears throat> excuse me, reach this big body of water. Do you remember this story? And they're like, oh, we can't cross this body of water. We're just going to have to stop here. This must be the end of the line. And what does Moses do? Right? How crazy is that? And so the people walk across this dry seabed to get to the other side. It's miraculous, right? It's, it's a wild story. There's another point where... Um, the people are really hungry and complaining and whining, like, are we ever going to get, are we there yet? Really? Are we there yet? And they're hungry and like, this is awful. We're not really unhappy. And all of a sudden, this, they call manna from heaven. 
comes down and the people are filled. Still whining, let's be honest. It was a long trip. Um, and then another point, you might remember this too. Moses goes up onto a mountaintop and God gives Moses what we call the Ten Commandments. Do you all remember what the Ten Commandments are? Yeah, you remember those? You don't have to remember what they all are. Respect God, and I think all of the commandments are about respecting and loving one another and loving God. And so God tells Moses, <clears throat> go back to your people and teach them these lessons about how to be respectful and loving with one another and how to be respectful and loving to God. So Moses does. And then they continue on, and they're almost there. They can see the promised land out in the distance, Right? almost there. And one more time, Moses goes up to the top of the mountain, and God comes to Moses and says, your people will get to the promised land. You've led your people to the promised land, but you're not going to make it. And Moses laid down and died. But his people got there. He did what God had asked him to do. He made it, and it was, very, it was a great thing. So that's Moses. So when we think about Moses, we think about the Ten Commandments and the law, but Moses, more than anything else, was somebody who was very committed to doing God's work in the world, very um, in close relationship with God and, and loving God in the way he lived his life, right? So he was an example for us of that. Then there was this other guy that we don't know as well, or we probably don't, Elijah. They talked about Elijah in a little bit in, one of, in the Old Testament reading that um, Brian read. Elijah was a prophet, and he was a beloved prophet. He, um, he did miracles on behalf of God, all of these things, and he was kind of the, the head of the prophets, right? So he was very well-respected. And so Elijah is there sort of representing the prophets up on that mountaintop, but also, like Moses, just a very good and loyal, um, beloved person who was committed to doing the work of God in the world, right? So two guys that come there who have this experience of doing God's work, and they come to meet Jesus on the mountaintop. What do you think they could possibly have been talking about up there? Any ideas? Do what? They could have been talking about the weather. It's possible. It seems like, you know, <laughs> maybe they did a little chit-chat in the beginning. What do you think? Ah, okay. Do you think the light that was shining off Jesus gave them a false, so they saw the shadow and they thought, oh, okay, yeah. right, right? I have a theory that what they were doing is they came there to say, <clears throat> Jesus, our work is, we have done everything God has asked us to do, and now our work is done, and we're going to, I'm passing that mantle to you, because your work is really just beginning, Right? So they have this conversation. In the meantime, you have Peter, <clears throat> James, and John who are watching this whole thing. And Peter gets really excited. He's like, I know, I know. We should build a memorial. We should build a memorial and capture this moment forever. We can build a memorial to, to Moses and to Elijah and to Jesus. Nobody really responds because you can't capture the moment forever. So anyway... Whatever, Peter, okay, fine. 
And then suddenly this cloud of light comes and surrounds them. And a voice comes out of the cloud, and it says, this is my son, marked by my love. Listen to him. This is my son, marked by my love. Listen to him. And then suddenly, just poof, it all disappears. The cloud, Moses, Elijah, the glow, and it's just four guys on the top of the mountain. They start walking down the mountain. And Jesus says to them, don't tell anybody what you saw today. Don't tell anybody until I have died and risen again. What do you think that's about? Why didn't he want anyone to know? Any ideas? It's kind of a hard question. We can only guess. We don't really know. One of the reasons I think is that Jesus came to earth to be one of us, right? To be human, to be able to feel in connection with us and to know what it meant like to be a human being, to be mortal, to be sad, to feel joy. And if the people knew about this experience, they might put him on a pedestal and he couldn't just be one of the guys anymore. So I think he wanted to spread that time out. He wasn't ready for the end of the story. And so he didn't want anyone to know. So, crazy story? Crazy story? Okay. By Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. Good theory. Good theory. So, yes, crazy story. Does it make sense? Yeah. A lot of the stories that we hear in the Bible are kind of crazy, right? They're not necessarily meant to make sense. They're divine, they're mystical, they're mysterious, and that's kind of the beauty of the story. And if you try to make sense of the story using your brain, you'll just frustrate yourself. You have to listen to the story with your heart and feel the story and try to understand what the story is trying to tell you. And that's the best way to hear these crazy stories. We talk about, have you ever heard the term a mountaintop experience? You know what that means? Okay. <laughs> a mountaintop experience is a moment where you feel the presence of God and the glory of God, and it become, and you, and it, it changes your heart. And sometimes in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, it's literally on a mountaintop. Right? You're standing on the top of the ground, ground and you look out, you see the glory of God all around you, and you say, there is God. There's God. And if you open your heart to that, you change your heart and you leave the mountain. You don't get to build a memorial to God on the mountaintop, right? You just have to take it with you in your heart. That'd be a that would be a lot of work, wouldn't it? Carrying bricks up the ground. Whew. But God could help. 
God could help you. Right. That is true. Good point. Ye of little faith. All right. Yes. So, but those moments can happen in all different ways in our lives. If we keep an open mind and an open heart, an open spirit, it might be in an interaction with a beloved friend. It might be out in the wilderness. It might be when you're sitting quietly by yourself and you just suddenly feel God's love surrounding you. And it is peaceful and beautiful, right? So my, my wish for you is that you go out into that life, this life with open hearts and curiosity and just feel the presence of God in your life every day, once in a while, whenever you feel open to that. If you do... There you go. All right. If you have that experience, did y'all hear what he said? If you want to build a memorial on the top of a very tall mountain, just ask God to help you bring up a thousand bricks. There you go. I think that's it. I think that's exactly it. Just know God is with you. God will carry the bricks for you. God is there with you when you need God. And open your hearts to just knowing that God loves you and God is with you and present in your life. All right? Thank you all for being here. Amen.